Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jake Kerr and I'd like to welcome you to the official 58th episode of the Black Ink Podcast and today I'm coming in with a hot topic issue because it just fucking happened. Now, I came home from a beautiful morning at the gym. Actually, I shouldn't say beautiful morning at the gym, I'm already overselling the story. I came home from going to the gym and using the sauna with a friend of mine. We go to the sauna every Monday morning. It's a beautiful time. We uh, Sometimes we're silent, sometimes we talk. The only thing that we always do every time is get coffee afterwards. Hey man, it just leaves you fucking ready for the week. You know, for me, it's a it's a beautiful start. Yeah, sometimes I find it difficult to actually get into the the mode of enjoying being at the sauna or going and doing something on Monday morning because I feel like Monday morning is just such an easy pinnacle of like your whole life where you're like, right, Monday we're starting a fresh week. You know, so to start it with this relaxing, like going to the sauna, spending some time in the spa, you know, getting naked with other dudes in the change room. You know, it's the kind of thing that you want to leave for the weekend, if you know what I mean. So as far as I'm concerned, doing this on a Monday morning is like almost like detrimental to the week. It's contradicting to how I see the whole fucking scenario of what you're meant to be doing. And especially now that I've, as mentioned in other podcasts, I'm spending so much time really honing in on the fact that I need to give myself time off, that I need to relax when I'm having my downtime. Otherwise, I'm going to get to a point where I'll have all the fucking followers and all the millions of dollars and all the success that I want, but I won't know how to turn off. And then it's all going to be for fucking nothing. So I really need to like get that skill of being able to like know what I like doing in my downtime, know how to relax, know how to recover and actually exercise that ability or those abilities. So I really do give myself time off over the weekends. I try not to post too much. I try not to engage too much on online. And I like, honestly, I didn't even open my laptop this weekend. So this Monday morning routine that it somehow I've like established with, uh, with my friend, I kind of feel guilty doing it, but have felt guilty doing it so much now that I'm starting to understand that, no, this is just something that I do on Monday. And I don't necessarily see myself because I'm not doing work at that particular moment on a Monday morning as it not being productive. I see that having that routine where I spend Monday mornings giving that time to myself and giving that time to my friendship and going through the motion of doing that, I allow that to be as productive as I kind of assume it would be counterproductive because it's like it's part of the process. Just because it's happening on Monday morning doesn't change it as if it was happening on a Friday morning or if it was happening on a weekend morning. You're just doing it on a Monday morning. And have I gone too deep into that one thing? 100%. But that's what the fuck I do, okay? So... Now, we come home, and I say we because he left a fucking, he, he did a big order off me. I gave him all of the things that he needed. He, I think he had like six shirts, a jumper, six scrunchies, and 10 pairs of socks or something crazy like that. But he'd done them all bits and pieces as I were released. And finally, I'm like, dude, I see you once a week. I need to give you this shit. So I gave it all to him, and I forgot one hoodie that I just finished. I think it was on Thursday or something last week. I said, fuck, you got to come around and grab this hoodie. So anyway, he, um, I pull in. And I put, you know how like, you you know, the two like quickest ways to get to your house compared to everyone else. So I pulled in and it's like, I was about a minute or two ahead of him. And I saw this car, which seemed to be like driving on my like front yard. And I was like, oh, and like, I live on a bit of an intersection. So I'm like, oh, it's just like a fucking illusion. It is what it is. And I get out and I, I didn't get out. I pulled up and like, as I pulled up, I noticed that there was a fresh set of tire marks 
Let me explain to you a little bit about the situation about where I live so we can make sense of this one little detail that has nothing to do with the whole story, but I want you to understand, right? So I live essentially on a crossroads. So my house is on the corner, right? Which means that every man and his dog, when they come to my house, they pull up over the curb and they pull straight up, right? But me being the fucking absolute unit truck driver, I'm like, instead of just pulling up sideways, I kind of come up to the house sideways and then drive like kind of laterally across where everyone pulls up straight. He has done that in this delivery car. And when I say delivery car, it's like one of those Hiluxes with a cold box on the back. So it's like a refrigerated delivery ute. And uh, he's taken that track that I normally take across the front yard and out. So he's kind of like used my yard as a roundabout, which, hey, by the way, if you pay rent at this property, you're 100% allowed to use my, my, my fucking driveway like that. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're a postie, you're not allowed to like pull up, drop something and keep going. You know what I mean? Because just like respectfully, you're driving a car, so at least treat the vehicle that you're driving like a vehicle and not like a fucking, like a four-wheel drive or a fucking posty bike just ripping through sort of thing. But I know that he's definitely taken that path because now I'm starting to piece it together. It's like, oh, he's pulling up over there. When I pulled up, it kind of looked like it was in my front yard. And also there's only one fresh set of tracks on all of my sand driveway. So being sand, you can see everyone that's pulled in and out from their tracks. So it's quite obvious that he's just pulled in got the fucking delivery out and chucked it on the fucking, on, on the door. And you're like, hey, what's he delivering? Why, like, what, the, the big fucking question mark on this story is like, what this, what's this all about? Before I tell you, right, does everybody remember when I got on here and it, what the, I think it's about from episodes like 10 to 20 sort of thing, I was super sick. Does anyone remember that? If you don't remember that, it's because I had some meatballs from HelloFresh. Now, for the sake of like, I guess primarily protecting my ass like, like legally, it wasn't HelloFresh that gave me food poisoning. But I seemed to go uh, extremely downhill after I had the meatballs. You know what I mean? And then I would kind of get a little bit better. And then I'd do something silly like drink unfiltered water out of the fucking water tank at dad's place. Which is 100% fine to drink. But when your stomach has a little bit of like sensitivity because it's been upset. You know, the fucking little bit of shit that's in that fresh water absolutely killed me. And it put me straight back to ground zero. And then it took me another two days and I kind of got good again. Then I had some like... You know those sausage rolls that you get from Coles and Woolies and you chuck them in the oven for fucking half an hour and then you eat them? I had some of them and that fucked me up again. But it all started from these fucking meatballs and HelloFresh. And obviously, for those who are unaware of the HelloFresh kind of business model, the idea is they deliver a box to you of meals that you've essentially chosen. And, oh, I think the dog just farted. Yeah, the dog definitely just farted. That's all good. I love her. She just farted. You know what I mean? But uh, they deliver these meals that you have chosen from like a menu of meals sort of thing. You go, yeah, I want one, two, three, four, five. They send them to you. The meals come in bags. And then you've obviously got uh, one of those sealed cooler bags that has chiller packs in them, which, you know, keeps all the meats and, you know, all the meat, essentially, everything that needs to stay cold. Um, It keeps all of them cold until... You know, you get it inside, open up the box, put all the bags in the fridge, and then you put the meat in the fridge. So everything stays at a particular temperature. Now, I'm going to assume, you know, I'm going to give HelloFresh the benefit of the doubt that maybe that box stayed too long in between refrigeration and getting into our fridge. Maybe perhaps that meat dropped to a particular uh, temperature that made it no good. You know what I mean? Being red meat and being the fucking animal that I am, meaning that Like, literally, I eat old meat all the time just to keep myself sharp, you know? Like, I feel like people go like, oh, I don't want to eat it because it could get me sick. 
It's kind of like if you keep on eating fruit that you think looks like shit or doesn't smell right or taste right, as long as it doesn't make you sick, I live in the fucking mind space that by eating that, I know that I can eat that. So if I'm ever in a position when there's nothing else around and there's a bruised as fuck banana that looks like it could have something living in it, I'm going to eat the bruised banana and the thing living in it and I'm going to fucking live another day. You know what I mean? I know it sounds like a pretty fucking bogus way of living you preparing for something that may never live but you're probably the same person who collected toilet paper last year so you can just shut the fuck up with your opinion all good you know you're just smart planning for the future so i like to think that with this you know like i eat old bacon sometimes if mince is like past its use by date i'm like sounds like a dare to me you know unless it's like fucking chicken or something that is obviously slimy and no good anymore I mean, even then, you're like, respectfully, feed it to the dog, feed it to the chickens, you know? And I, No, you're not my missus, I meant the dog dog. Hey, bad joke, stay with me. But I thought that even though this meat, and this is the thing, we, it's not like I cooked the meat thinking that like, oh, this has been out a little bit too long, I hope it's all good, because I know that Larissa doesn't have the same iron stomach that I do, so I don't give her like meat that I think could potentially fucking make her stomach upset. I'll often cook too much, to know that the meat's cooked, you know what I mean? Being being just like sensible, I guess. But long story short, I remember that, I actually remember there was this one meatball that I like cut open. I'm like, oh, it's a little bit red on the inside, but also we still got a couple of minutes to go. So the heat of the fucking, the sauce and that will cook it through. And by the, by the time it actually gets to my plate and being cut open, it should be fine. But from memory, it was one of those meatballs. It was those meatballs where they put like cubes of feta in there. And it's like, cool, you know, unnecessary. It's unnecessary, you know what I mean? We don't need fucking meatballs with feta in them, you know? Like, just stick with it. Dude, I had fucking meatballs from Antonio's past the other night. And, like, I know that it had been sitting there for a couple minutes. And they gave it to me and it sat there for a couple minutes. I had this shit. It was like, it made me tear up. It was so delicious. And I bet you they don't put fucking feta cubes in their meatballs. All good, you know what I mean? I'm sure feta cubes and meatballs are all good, but don't give it to someone who's like, like the reason that I get HelloFresh is because like the instructions are written super simple and everything's reasonably easy and you can just keep repeating the process. But now you're going to put like feta inside of a meatball where feta you don't want to cook for. Don't, don't fucking worry about it. It doesn't matter. So the point that I'm making is I got fucking food poisoning or I got really sick for an extended period of time following that incident. Also, it might be worth bringing up, and I mean, I'm sure all of you know, because you listen to all the episodes, you like and subscribe everything, and you give me as much support as you possibly can on all of my social media platforms, which are Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But if you don't know, I used to be a truck driver. And within being a truck driver, I drove everything from tiny little ridges right all the way up to fucking road trains, you know, double road trains. I didn't drive a triple because, you know, not, not that big of a dick, but I did drive doubles. So I have a certain amount of uh, respect when it comes to the game of delivery, right? Because that's what truck driving is. Truck driving at its most pure, basic, fundamental step is taking something from point A to point B and delivering it as effectively, safely, and quickly as possible. Correct? Great. I'm glad you're on board. So, when I see courier drivers, I always have this sense of relatability. I'm like, oh, I get what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what you're doing. You At the beginning of the day, you had to look at all the things you've got to deliver, and then you had to figure out how you're going to arrange it all in your truck, and then you had to organize all your paperwork, and then you set out, and then you deliver something, you get your paperwork, you mark it off, you go to the next place, you deliver it, you get your paperwork, you mark it off, and you repeat that until the day is done, right? 
And I know what you're thinking, hey, you probably don't have that much experience in it as being a career. No, 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 no. I delivered dry goods. I delivered refrigerated goods. I delivered small goods, palleted goods, oversized goods. I have fucking delivered it. Okay? So I understand. And I understand that the people delivering this HelloFresh and their fucking Marley Spoon, I know they're using refrigerated vehicles, which I also understand they have to put in a certain amount of like, right, is my fridge at temp? I can't leave the door open for too long. I can't, you know, like I have to make sure that everything's organized, right? So as soon as I open that door, I grab whatever I need out, I close the door, it stays at temp. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's, there's heaps of considerations I would say you have to take, okay? So let's go back to the story. I pull up. You know, my friend's coming behind me. I pull up to my place. I've seen this car. I thought I saw him in my driveway. And by the time I pull up, I look over. I'm like, he's over there. I'm like, oh, you know, tire marks. You're with me now. So you appreciate that I know that he has just been at my place. He or she or they or whatever the fuck the confused person is. I don't care. And they're driving. And this is the part that kind of gets me. is because they're driving one of those rentals. You know, the place where it fucking, what do you call it? It's a... Uh, they like rent out commercial vehicles. So it's not like this is a, a, a contractor that already had the vehicles to do it. This is a contractor in Bunbury, you know, whichever courier service it is, that has been approached by Marley Spoon and they've said, hey, we're going to be delivering exactly the same model as HelloFresh. We're going to be delivering these boxes throughout the Southwest. Can you manage that? And they've said, yeah, fuck yeah. And then they've, you know, whether they put in a tender and won it or whether they got directly approached and just gave them a quote and did whatever they did. They didn't have the vehicles to do it. So they've gone out and leased these vehicles. They're probably going to do that until they can justify buying the vehicles for themselves to make sure that, you know, this Marley Spoon isn't going to blow over or make sure they can justify spending the money. You know what I mean? So basically, I see this car drive off. And to begin with, like, I've got a little bit of a question mark over this whole Marley Spoon thing because it's like, obviously, you're just doing the HelloFresh model. Obviously, it's just another fucking you know, entry on the market. And for all I know, it's probably fucking HelloFresh, you know, sister company. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty much what happens. You want to create competition, create, you know, sorry, if you want to overvalue your business, you create competition so you control the whole market. You are the monopoly, you know? So whatever, whatever, none of that matters. I'm like, oh, cool. So Marley Spoon must have been delivered because I piece all these things together. I'm like, refrigerator, you know, Riz told me that we're getting a Marley Spoon box today. So I'm like, you know, I'm fucking master magician over here putting together all the facts and coming up with the answer. And I look, sorry, one, one more piece of information. Okay. So Riz said, she goes, Marley Spoon's going to be delivered today. Now I made a note for them to put it behind the gate. So, you know, if you hear anything, don't forget to look behind the gate or if you're looking for it, or, you know, if you hear someone come through the gate, that's probably what it is. So I think I was like, oh yeah, cool, cool. Thanks for letting me know. So skip back to pulled up, the car's pulled away. I'm like, Marley Spoon. And I go and I look and I'm like, it's not behind the gate. Well, I can't see it. And then I look to the porch and I'm like, oh, it's on the porch. It's on the porch. I'm like, oh, good. So let's break it down. Our porch is probably about four foot by about 15 foot. You know, little veranda, kind of just like a, a fence, but like a walkway and no gate or anything. So it's not even, it's just like a fence that separates like the front of the house from everything else. So you can kind of walk in the porch and out sort of thing. So it's just like a rectangular area. The front door is in one corner. You know, the, that fence is kind of in the other area. So it's just like a big open space sort of thing. So the box is halfway between where the fucking porch starts and where the door is. Halfway between where the porch starts and where the door is. Furthermore, where the box is sitting, it is directly in the sun. Right? Now, if we had to put the box just 
a foot and a half closer to the door, which which literally would have put it hard up against the door, then it would have been out of the sun. But I thought, hang on, Riz said something about the back gate. So let me have a look at this and maybe she's put it in the wrong area or maybe she's put it in the payment instructions and the delivery driver hasn't got it. So I read the box and it says, please put behind the gate and in the backyard. I'm like, oh, and then you know what I did? Because as a courier driver, this is what I do. You think you know what's going on all the time as a courier driver. You rock up to these new addresses. You've got the delivery instructions in your head. So you're looking for particular things. Sometimes you need to actually take the box, take the delivery instructions, stand stand out the front of the place, read it all again and try and make sense of it with a fresh set of eyes. So I look at it and I'm like, okay, put behind the side gate, comma, in the backyard. And I look at my house, I'm like, okay, so there's the front door, there's a porch, next to that whole arrangement is the side gate, or a gate that is on the side, so I'm going to assume side gate, and then if I look through the gate, I can see that's the backyard, then I reread, put behind the side gate, comma, in the backyard, I'm like, okay, cool, so that all makes sense, I'm not being irrational here and being upset, And then I look back to, actually, you know what, before any of this fucking happened, I actually took a photo of where the box was. And you know what? I'm going to add it somewhere in the fucking video. I'm going to put it on, you know, I'm going to make it part of the story so you understand how fucking enraged I was when I saw this, okay? Because I want you to understand how upset I was. So as I've done all this and I'm looking at what's going on, my friend pulls up and I'm like, oh my God, I don't get to call these people at Marley Spoon while I've got the fucking fire inside my chest of pure fucking anger, I have to be polite to my friend while I give him this hoodie. And that's all good. So I come in and he's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I got to keep moving. I got to do this. Gotta do that. So I give him the hoodie and like, I'm trying to have a conversation. I've got like sweat fucking coming through on my forehead and I've got like a tear coming down. He's like, you're good. I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm just angry about Miley Spoon, but I don't want to go on about it now because I want to save all that rage for the phone, you know? And by the way, I'm actually not a piece of shit who calls up and complains about it. We're going to get to the phone call. Just fucking wait. All right. So he ends up being on his way and I'm like, right, first things first, let's put all this stuff in the fridge so that at least, you know, because the whole fucking point of why I'm upset is because food was delivered. Okay. And with the one consideration you have to have about food is the temperature, right? And if you didn't have to worry about the temperature, then you wouldn't have to put it in the back of a refrigerated vehicle. Okay. They wouldn't have to put those cold bags with the fucking frozen blocks in there because it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? All of those things are because we're trying to keep the food at a particular temperature. And while it can get to a particular area, it can get, it can, it can go within a certain range it doesn't mean that there is any excuse for you to do your job not as good as you possibly can. So as far as I'm concerned, like, obviously, for the only thing I can do moving forward is take this fucking, this box in, put the things in the refrigerator, know that they're going to, because I know that it just got delivered, you know what I mean? And like, obviously, nothing went wrong here. Okay, nothing went wrong. He's got it out of the truck. He's fucking opened the door, grabbed it, double checked the address, probably hasn't even done that, thrown it on the front porch, jumped back in his car and left. And the reason that this is all like, I mean, I don't know that for sure, because obviously I was pulling up as he was pulling off the road and taking off. But it's safe to assume that this guy has like ripped in and out of his car as quick as possible because he's already treated my driveway as a rip in and out as quick as possible. And we've already learned on this podcast, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I can assure you that this guy sometimes forgets to brush his teeth before he or she forgets to brush his teeth before they go to bed because you're not doing this job properly. Why the fuck would you do something that concerns you properly? Why? Why? And if you're so passionate about doing your thing properly, then why wasn't my thing done properly? 
because the thing that you're involved with with me, the only reason we know each other is because you're delivering my food. So essentially, if you don't do that part right for me, that affects your reputation with your job and then you don't have a job and then you don't have income and now you don't have food. So it's really easy to want to do my job properly because I'm like an, an, an intent, a really essential step between you and your pay packet, you know? Anyway, I've gone too far down the track on that. But so what I do is I put all the shit away. I know everything's all good. I'm like, sweet. It's only been like 10 minutes out of the truck. So I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, the food's all good. I don't have a problem with Marley Spoon. I have a problem with the person that is employed by the contractor who got the fucking job of delivering this food. So I call up Marley Spoon. I'm like, hey, just coming in with these two, these, these two facts, okay? I got food poisoning from HelloFresh and I used to be a courier who delivered refrigerated goods, okay? On the delivery instructions of ours, it says put it behind the front, put it behind the side gate and in the backyard. That was completely fucking ignored. And then, furthermore, he hasn't put it at the front door. He's put it in one of the only areas in the whole porch that has any fucking sunlight hitting it. He has completely forgotten about what the one essential part of his whole fucking job is. I mean, yes, he delivered the food. That really should just go unspoken. If you delivered the package and you're someone who delivers packages, then you shouldn't be congratulated for delivering it. And I feel like asking you to put food out of the direct sunlight is not going above and beyond the description of your job. And if I'm wrong, fuck me. If I'm wrong, I deserve food poisoning. Okay? Now, Marley Spooner just like, look, man, let me fucking, let me put in a complaint here. Let me call the contractor personally so this person gets told off twice. Let me make sure this never happens again. Ra 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 ra. And, you know, obviously did everything she possibly could to calm down these bloody unsettled waters. And for that, I am grateful. It was, it was a fucking beautiful experience having that conversation, obviously, when she could tell. And this is the thing. You should never make a phone call in that situation. You know, if you're pissed off about something, dude... I've got a friend at the moment that I can't even stand the fucking sight of his name on my Instagram. And I know that still now, if I was to message him or call him, I'm not going to do any good for this friendship. But I know if I wait just a few more weeks, we'll be able to have a conversation. We'll be able to talk about whatever it was that happened. We'll be able to continue being friends. You never want to call while you're highly emotional. You never want to make that contact when you've got something to say. Realistically, that's when you should go on and make a fucking entertaining podcast and let yourself get emotional there. You know what I mean? But I still called her. And this person, you know what the crazy thing is about this person? Is she knows. She can see in this moment, as I'm speaking to her, she can understand there's actually nothing that she can do for me. All she needs to do in that moment is listen to me. Give me some sort of progressive movement that's going to happen on Marley Spoon's behalf. Know that she hears me. Know that she understands me and reassure me that it's never going to happen again. And that she did very well. And even halfway through the phone call, you know what she did? Like I said to her, I was like, you know, he didn't follow the delivery instructions. And I understand that sometimes it's hard to read when you're fucking moving. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I know that it's really hard. You know, if you're delivering 150 boxes in the next eight hours and you've got to read everyone's delivery instructions, it can get really kind of like, I'm just going to put it at the front door. It's going to be all good. I might wait for the fucking repercussion, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to read my delivery instructions, the very least you can do for me is not leave my food for the next week in the sun. In the sun. You know what I mean? And she doubled down and she's like, hey, fuck him. He should have read the delivery instructions. If there are delivery instructions in there, he should have read them. And I'm like, I know, right? 
that's that's literally where I'm coming from. She's like, I fucking get it. I get it. And she didn't say I fucking get it. She had more of a, yeah, she had more of a motherly feel, I guess. She was very like, no, 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 I, I understand what's going on. I can. She didn't, she, she didn't even say like, I can see you're upset, but she was giving me that tone like, it's all good. I hear, I hear you. You're being sensible. You're coming from like a, 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 you know, I can tell you're kind of stable. You know, just understanding me and hearing me. I guess that's all it is. But I just, I think, and obviously like this story isn't going anywhere. What I'm saying is like, this is what's kind of happened. And I'm just left feeling like, again, and I've had this topic of discussion before, so I'm sorry if I feel like I'm repeating myself, but you, I'm giving you permission in whatever you're doing right now or whatever it is that you call your occupation or your purpose or your reason for being, I give you permission to do it to the best of your ability, to do it to the best of your ability. And I come from a place of knowing I was once that courier. I had to be told off for doing shit that I did that I fucking shouldn't have even think about doing. That should never been a consideration for me to do my job, but I still did it. And I did it till I got to a point where someone had to say, hey man, don't fucking do that. That has consequences. And like, dude, let me tell you what his story might be for the day. He might have had a shit weekend. He might have had one too many last night with someone who he shouldn't have been hanging out with that he feels shitty for even doing it. And he regrets it this morning. He was running 10 minutes late for work. He was the last truck out of the yard. He got given the fucking hire truck. He didn't even get one of the company trucks. And he's feeling shit about having to drive that. He put everything in in backwards order and now he was only realizing that like with his fucking 15th or 16th delivery for the day and now he's running super far behind and it's only Monday and he's still hung over and he just chucked it and kept on moving and he thought it was a good run because it's one of those houses you can just pull in and keep moving. I get it. But you know what? I don't give a fuck about what's happening in your life. I'm a customer. I'm a customer. You know what I mean? This is the same thing that I have with my customers. They don't give a fuck that I'm learning how to screen print. They don't give a fuck that I'm out here slugging it and, you know, got some cool, you know, all the excuses that only mean something to me. All they know is they had to work hard for their $60. And then they gave me that $60 and made an agreement that in return, they get a high quality product in a reasonable time posted to their front door. And if they have to wait three weeks or a month, hey man, I don't give a fuck what your excuse is. Make the t-shirt and send it to me. Okay? So... Obviously, I don't have a dude person. I don't have a problem with this dude personally. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like he did this maliciously to upset my day. But the point is, we're all in this together. We're all having a good day. We're all having a bad day. That dude is my brother as much as he is my enemy. And I expect him to do a good fucking job of what he does because my customers expect me to do a good job of what I'm doing. And the reality is, all of these things, all of these jobs that we have and all of these careers that we have, it's hard to understand because our minds, our human mind doesn't understand what's going on at a greater level, but we all tie into each other somehow. And it's really easy to sit back and think whatever monotonous job that it is that you're doing, doing the little re repetitive thing that you do day in, day out, how that fits into a bigger scale, but it does. We all tie in together because for the simple fact, money doesn't benefit the fucking stupid. Money benefits the people who progress in some sort of way. So if you're making money out of whatever you're doing, somewhere in the line, it is progressing something that is ties in, tied into a bigger thing. It's just like, man, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You have permission to do it really well. And you should. You should. Fuck, man. It's all good. It's all good, isn't it? Hey? Oh, yeah, no. Nah, she never sits comfortably on me. You know what I mean? I, got to, I sit here on this stool with my fucking knees together, bashing them up against the brick wall, and she always, she's always like, yeah, let me make this more uncomfortable for you. Hey, puppy. Mwah. Mwah. 
I tell you what I don't understand is like chicks who wear summer dresses and boots and like are trying to look all cute. Like, isn't that the thing about being a chick is like you get to like radiate that feminine energy, like that soft kind of, um, what do you call it? Like soft and very, oh, what, what are you? like gentle and, and then like, obviously like a summer dress is a very like flowy, fun, like lighthearted sort of like piece of summer wear, I guess. And then chicks who like wear fucking boots and then don't shave under their arms. It's like, why don't you just wear fucking long-legged overalls and boots and not shave under your arm and then you can just smell like shit with the boys as well. Like, I just don't understand where the crossover is there. And like, that's the beauty of being a human. You don't have to understand everything. I just get to look at those chicks and be confused. You know? Whoa, big jump. All right, it is what it is. Mm. But I think there's a lot of rules that people don't realize in clothing that they break. It's like people who wear shorts and uh, long sleeve shirts, like, are you hot or cold? Just tell me, are you hot or cold? Because, like, for me, that like you wear a long sleeve shirt with a with a, with a, like pair of jeans and shoes because you're like, oh, it's so cold that my underlayer has to be long as well. You know, like I'm running a singlet, a long sleeve shirt, a jumper, jeans. I might even have them fucking knee pads under there just to like really secure my grounding. But otherwise. Like a long sleeve shirt with a pair of shorts is just like, it just, it doesn't compute to me. And I feel like, you know, actually, you know what? Not even summer dresses, just dresses and boots in general. You know what I mean? Like boots really are like a statement piece, you know? And I feel like, man, I used to like really appreciate living in boots, being in boots all the time because I felt like, fuck yeah, I'm ready for anything. But I know, and this is, this may be the most pretentious thing that I've ever said, but I feel like boots, wearing boots all the time put, puts you in a mindset of like, I am someone who does work because to do work, like you can't rock up to work in thongs. You can't rock up to work in runners or whatever. Like even the most, ba- like, and it's not even like a safety thing where you go like, oh, we've got to wear them because of safety. It's like, if you take your job seriously, you will wear boots so you can do anything you need with your feet and not have to be considerate of their safety, right? So at a fundamental level, I go, right, if I'm putting my boots on, that's me saying to my body, like, right, now that's out of the picture. We can do whatever we need to do with our feet and it's all good. You know, you put on long pants, you're like, right, now my legs are reasonably protected. You put on a jacket, you're like, cool, now my upper heart, you put on a helmet, you're like, right, now I'm happy to ride a motorbike and I know that unless I break a bone, I'm pretty good to do whatever I need to do. So my mentality was, I mean, probably about we'll go back about a year ago now, was like, oh, I wear boots all the time because, you know, like I'm not scared of getting work done. I'm a worker bee. I like getting into it and fucking, you know, not, not having to be considerate of my feet, I guess. And I got to a certain point where I realized that my business doesn't fancy someone who works hard with their hands. My business actually does a heap better with someone who works hard with their mind, right? And even that itself is really hard for me, like my character to wrap my head around because I'm constantly going like, I've identified as someone who works hard through manual labor. And even when I was a skater, like I worked hard through like putting in more effort, like literally just working physically harder than the next person. It's like, if you're going to do 5Ks in this amount of time, I'm going to do 5Ks in less amount of time. I'm just going to do more work. You're going to skate 5Ks, I'm going to skate 10Ks. You're going to ride 20, I'm going to ride 60. It was always just physically work harder. And I'm finding now that obviously there is a very physical element to my business as far as screen printing and as far as like delivering things and getting stuff in and communication or the rest. But realistically, my business does better the more I can imagine things into existence, right? So 
a lot of the times, and this, this doesn't even just come down to like new product development. This comes down to just simple problem solving. When I go like, right, I've got say a lack of money or I've got a lack of resources and I've got a need to produce this or I've got this particular thing that I want to make, but it's going to cost me heaps of money or I've only given monetary examples there, but any sort of problem that I have within my business, a lot of the time I can solve that problem heaps easier by just like glassing my eyes over and thinking about the product literally visually in my mind and moving the pieces around until it all makes sense. Being able to like adapt to any situation mentally and work it out in my mind. And the crazy part is you get just as tired doing that with your mind as you do working your body. But the point that I'm making is I once I realized that my kind of progress in my business has more to do with my creative genius than it does my physical outlay of, of like... Um, my physical outlay of energy, I guess, I, I stop wearing boots. I'm not someone who wears boots. In fact, sometimes I'm someone who doesn't even wear shoes. And it's a really hard sense to have because if you've identified this whole way up until your mid-20s and now you're going to stand back from it, the first thing I want to do is poke fun at myself. I want to call myself a soft cock because I know what someone else in boots is going to look at. I mean, someone who wears boots for their job in the in the respect that I just explained are going to listen to me saying this and be like oh no 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 you just don't want to work hard anymore as far as I'm concerned and coming from a very egotistical point of view no I just figured out a way I don't have to anymore I figured out a way that I don't have to get sweaty every day to make enough money to live I've figured out a way where I can build a business around doing the things that I enjoy doing and in turn create an income so that I can continue to do that so by leaning into that ability to come up with these things, to come up with these ideas and these solutions to these problems that in time and with enough fucking of your own contribution as well are going to give you an income, then I don't fucking wear boots anymore. I don't wear boots anymore. I went riding yesterday and did wheelie practice on my fucking 50. It's like I put on my boots for the first time in about four or five weeks. And the time before that was weeding the garden. And even now I weed the garden in Crocs because I felt like when I had boots on, I wasn't comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? So then when I see a chick wearing boots and a summer dress, I'm just like, what are you doing? Fucking picking strawberries after this? Like, why the fuck would you wear boots? As far as I'm concerned, push some dirt under your nails and fucking tie your hair up in a bun. Don't wear any makeup if you want to wear boots. For me, it's just confusing. You know what I mean? Like, I just... And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, like, respectfully, like, don't fuck it. Like, And this is the thing. You're going to wear Doc Martens and call them boots? Nah, fuck. They're, I mean, they're barely shoes, okay? They're great shoes as far as, like, integrity and, like, a shoe goes. But you see people wearing Doc Martens, just like, oh, you're just confused. You think you're wearing boots, but trust me, you can't wear those boots in any normal fucking work setting, you know? And you got the... I know, I know there's someone going like, oh, yeah, but I actually wear my Doc Martens to work and... Like, I fucking don't care, bro. The simple fact is they sell a lot more Oliver's Bloodstones and fucking Blue Steels than they, than they do for fucking Doc, Doc Martens, you know what I mean? And yeah, Doc Martens have been around for 10 times longer. Like, I'm pretty sure there's more Oliver All-Terrains in WA than there is Doc Martens in the, the entire world, Okay. And hey, might be might be wrong, but you can't fucking prove me wrong because I'm talking to my phone in an empty house by myself. I don't care. It's all good. Yeah, and respectfully, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that a celebrity, celebrity does it once and then it turns into a trend that anybody can do. How crazy is that, by the way? That like... I think this is a hard part, and this might just be a, a learning curve. No, nah, it's not. It's not. Okay, I'm having, you know, 40 thoughts at once, and I'm trying to verbalize them. So let's just start from the beginning. You know when somebody does something that has some sort of, you know, they're a celebrity, right? 
Let's say Johnny Depp comes out and he starts wearing heaps of scarves, okay? And then you get those wave of blokes that come out and they're all wearing fucking, you know, corduroy scarves or they're wearing flannel scarves or scarves made of wool or scarves that are fucking four meters long but only folded around once, whatever it might be. But out of like, you might get a hundred blokes that'll do that and there's one of them that should be doing it, right? One of them should be doing it. The other 99 blokes, out of them, you probably find about 50 of them realize within a day of doing that, like, you know what, this doesn't fucking feel right, right? Then you've got the other 49. And mixed in that 49 group of blokes, that group of 49 blokes, you've always got a few of them that are like, oh, no, I'm just not wearing the right scarf, you know, not really this one, it could be this one. Then you've got ones in there like, oh, I only wear scarves when I'm like getting dressed up. So they wear it on a Saturday night or they wear it when they're going out for dinner with their partner or they wear it maybe to events like a wedding or whatever it might be. You know, they just add that extra thing with a bit of a scarf. Still though, they shouldn't be doing it because they're not that one in a hundred blokes that can wear a scarf and pull it off like Johnny Depp can anyway. And <clears throat> actually, no, I'll, I'll stay on what I'm doing. And out of those, you know, 49 blokes that still kind of toy with all the rest, every time you see it, you're just like, I don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong. It's either that or you go like, oh, you're wearing a scarf and you shouldn't be wearing a scarf. Hey, bro, it doesn't matter whatever you've got to say. Shut the fuck up. Take the scarf off. We'll pretend that you didn't wear it when you came to this event and we'll start from there. Okay. But no one is that respectful to their friends or people that they don't know. And they just let people continue wearing fucking scarves. And that thought that I had before is that's basically dangly earrings for guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys, do you want to know something about dangly earrings? Most of you shouldn't be wearing them. That's how it works. And you know what? I will eventually end up wearing dangly earrings. I don't even have to fucking try. I know it'll suit me. You know why? Because I'm six foot four. I've got hair that's fucking this long and I look like a rock star. I'm allowed to wear dangly earrings. If you're some fuck soy boy who's wearing dangly earrings because you think you're good looking and you look kind of like a guy off Tumblr 15 years ago, you shouldn't be wearing dangly earrings. That's how that works. Okay, rock star, not a rock star. Rock star, not a rock star. Dangly earrings, yes, you, no, okay? And by the way, what the fuck are they even dangling off earrings? It should be like literally, there are three things you're allowed to dangle off an earring in my opinion, okay? A feather, a Harley logo, or a fucking cross. Nothing else is allowed to be dangled off an earring, especially for boys, especially for boys. There's just, <clears throat> that's one of those weird things as well. I feel like, you know, with dangly earrings is, is one of those things. I think I'm angry more than anything. Of course, you know, all boys can wear dangly earrings. I was just doing it for a bit and it wasn't that funny. Probably not worth it. Not the point. But when it comes to like dangly earrings, I think the reason why I'm upset is because there's like, I remember when I was younger, I tried a lot of things fashionably, right? So there's just like, as far as I'm concerned, like in my catalog of pictures of me, there's this one like infamous photo that stands out in my mind where me and my friend got a photo with this fucking giant Easter bunny in the middle of Centerpoint, which is like the shopping center here in Bunbury. And I'm wearing like a pair of fucking size 12 skinny black jeans. Well, they might've even been some bizarre color. And I've got this white jumper on zip up the center, which I never wear fucking jumpers with zip up the center because, you know, not a soy boy. And it had, it was like white and had like neon fucking... Uh, neon like electric bolts lightning bolts coming through it like hundreds of them sort of thing and just like the fucking way too much sugar in my tank at that point you know what i mean like had the blonde hair and was drinking a fucking um wendy's thing and like doing it all fashionably with the hair over the face sort of thing 
And my friend who was just like equally as gay looking, bloody wearing whatever he was wearing, bragging about him wearing like a size smaller jeans than me, which meant that he could wear size 10 and I wore size 12. It's like, hey man, they're still girl sizes. She should shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? They're still both a medium in men's, right? Anyway, so when I think about that photo, the thing that upsets me the most, I mean, it kind of upsets me that people used to call me gay and all the rest back then because I was wearing all these different clothes. But the thing that I've always felt is that there are no rules, okay? There are no rules. If you want to paint your nails, paint your nails. If you want to go get tattoos on your face, get tattoos on your face. You want to wear a fucking pink jumper. You want to wear neon green socks. You want to fucking pull your cock out of your zipper. Do whatever you want to do, man. Just, you, there's like there's like the rules of society that you got to live within. And then there's just fucking whatever you want to do outside of that. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some like legal laws and shit. You got to, you know, like stop at stop signs and stuff. That's pretty important. But as far as like clothing goes, do whatever you want to do. And I really felt that at a fucking passionate way when I was like 16, 17 and going all through kind of like my developmental adolescent early adult years, you know? And obviously if, I mean, if, even if you just watch the podcast, you understand that I pretty much only wear black tees, black shorts, black shoes, black socks, just because like, I don't know. I feel like I just need to give more attention to the things that I'm creating rather than the things that I'm wearing. And therefore I just, I follow the same routine all the time. So I don't have to waste any time in the morning getting dressed. I just go right shorts, fucking shirt, shoes, let's go out the door. But back then, you know, I painted my nails, I dyed my hair, I would do crazy shit with my hair all the time. I would fucking, I would change my, my scene or my theme completely every six months. You know, I'd try and be all these different things. And, you know, at the time it was a very kind of confusing thing, uh, to go through, I guess. And like the decision-making all the time, this ties in this, this conversation I'm about to have, I think it ties in as much, uh, to being a child as it does to being a parent. Cause I'm obviously, I'm at the age now I'm approaching 30, where if I want to be a parent, I'm kind of in my prime. I've got enough experience behind me. I'm starting to understand who I am as a person and what sort of environment, what sort of world I want to bring my child into. And obviously having these reflective thoughts, you're looking at it from a child's point of view because you're going like, well, here's how I was making these decisions and here's how my parents kind of guided me through it and here's how society guided me through it and here's the result that I got. So speaking about this now, it's or even thinking about it, it's always interesting because I go, what was happening and how would I have dealt with it had I been my parent at the time? And a lot of the times it's not relevant because obviously you're going in with the shit that you knew you were thinking and obviously your parents are just looking at you going like, what the fuck is he thinking, you know? So I appreciate that obviously like I'm thinking, you know, probably three or four steps ahead of what I should. Anyway, the point that I'm making is when I was doing all this when I was in my teenage years, I was seeing what fit. You know what I mean? Like I was seeing what kind of made sense to me. I was seeing what, like when I did something and I was like, oh, I identify through this. But the problem is when you're that age is every time you try something new, you think this is me now. This is what I do. I, I identify through this way of dressing or this way of communicating or this way of being, whatever it might be. But this is me now. And the problem is you get to a certain point where if you're doing that every six months, you come to think that your thing is changing your thing all the time, that you're unidentifiable, that no one can ever put their thumb on you or understand you as a person. And the problem is, as other people say this to you, you take on what they're saying as gospel and you start to characterize yourself through these things. And the thing that I always struggled with was like, people gave so much attention and energy to these things. Like I remember my old man giving me some shit because I came in one night, I had my nails painted and his mates gave him a bit of shit because they thought I was going to turn out gay. And you know, like as rough as that sounds, like I remember at the time just being like, 
how come like I painted my nails means that I fuck guys? And also, if I wanted to fuck guys, what's the problem with that? I'm not asking you to watch, you know? So I had this weird relationship with not what I was doing and the result that it was achieving, but instead how, instead how people perceived how that was happening. And then I would get caught up in the mind games of like not worrying about what you want to do, but rather achieving the perception that you want to achieve from the particular people that are going to be interfering with you. So then you start to like guide yourself into this way of thinking and this way of decision making where all you're doing is creating the narrative that they're going to come up with in their head as they see you, right? And I think I take a lot of that. And like, that's, that's obviously, you know, I went from trying to dress how I want to dress to trying to dress to get the reaction of people that I wanted to get from people, because that's what this thing was on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. And obviously you get a little bit of negativity with the comment that I just said tied in with it. You get a little bit of positivity tied in. And then it just turns, it's, for me, it snowballed into this thing where I was so worried about what other people thought of these changes all the time, that I was just becoming a product of what I thought those people were thinking. So when I see these people doing these things like getting dangly earrings and all the rest, my mind immediately goes to like, hey man, what the fuck do you want me to say? Nice earring? Hey? Oh, I love your haircut that makes you look like you're from the fucking Peaky Blinders. Oh, those Nike X, Y, and Z look like, make you look so unique from all the other dickheads with dangly earrings, bullshit haircuts, and the same shoes you're wearing. You know, and I know this, I know this carries across to girls, but the thing is like girls have been savage with this for so long already because you've always had accessories. And it's like since fucking 2020 boys under the age of like 21 realize that they're allowed, they, they too are allowed to wear accessories, you know? And now we're in this like whole fucking open thing of like, if guys want to wear dresses and all the rest, instead of being teased, they get celebrated. So now we're just seeing fucking anything and everything under the sun. Maybe that's what I've got a bigger problem with is like a 15 year old boy now comes out and wears a dress and posts it online. And he's got like 80% of his friends going like, oh, you're so courageous. You're so brave. And then if I did it, I literally would have got bashed by someone, you know? And I'm like, I'm not angry about it. I think I'm not angry about the reality I grew up with. I think I'm angry about the reality that's being created around us now. The fact that like, there is absolutely no limit on what you can do and what is being classed as proud anymore. There is no like, and like, I don't know if that's essentially what people are fighting for, for there to be no limit at the end of that whole kind of category of things. It's like, yeah, man, if you, as I said, you want to pull your cock out through your zipper and walk around town and do all the rest, like you're so, you're so courageous. You're so proud. I wish I could be like you, you know, but then I, I, I feel like there should be somewhere, there should be some line in the sand where it's like, okay, dude, you want to, you know, you want to experiment. I don't know. I don't know. Look, honestly, I just saw that I'm over 45 minutes. I got excited and fucking, I tried to wrap it up quicker than what I, oh, I'm doing it again. Look, I'm just going to fucking sign this out. Thanks for joining me today. I hope to see you on the next podcast. I'm out. Yo!